Hey, 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 we are here for episode three of the Bad at Math, Good with Money podcast. I am your host, Tamara Dias. Super excited to be back with you. Hey, I'm so glad that you joined me for a third episode. As you know, on this podcast, my main goal is to talk about money, talk about finances, but in a way that's relevant and applicable for you and your individual journey. If you've ever been told you're bad at math, but you really want to get better with money, then you're at the right place. I'm joined today by the amazing Zach. If you've been around for the first couple episodes, you know he's the awesome producer in the background, keeping me on track. And he'll chime in from time to time, too, just to kind of bounce some ideas off of me to maybe ask some of the questions that you're thinking while viewing the podcast. As you already know, engage with us like Share, subscribe, comment, all those things. Feel free to share this within your networks, especially if I say something that resonates with you or that you know will help someone else. The goal is to impact as many people as possible. And so we're glad that you've joined us for another episode. Okay, episode three, we are talking all things money mindset today. We're in a new year. Folks are setting their New Year's resolutions. If you're watching this and you're thinking, I've already set my goals when it comes to money. Maybe you want to pay down debt. Maybe you want to save for a down payment for a home. Maybe you're looking to buy another property. Or maybe you just simply want to be more comfortable when it comes to understanding how your money works. Then today's episode will really help you think about how you've set these goals and why. Mindset matters. You know, I've shared on previous episodes that I'm a runner and one of the biggest obstacles for me in my running journey was actually believing that I could do what I wanted to do. So I remember when I trained for my first 10K and I remember being really excited going through the weeks of training and then actually running the race. And after that, I remember having a conversation with someone and she said, oh, if you've done a 10K, you can do a half marathon. And I thought she was absolutely crazy. I said, you're, you're insane. I'm not doing a half marathon. I'm never running anything longer than a 10K. Spoiler alert, I've now done six half marathons. But I remember what she told me. She said, if you can do a 10K to get you to that 13.1 is all mindset. You have to actually believe that you can run the additional miles. She said, sure, you'll have to train and, you know, you'll have to get your body used to the distance. And she said, but ultimately, if you want to add on more mileage, it's really about believing that you actually can hit the goal that you've set for yourself. Our money works the same way. Many times we set goals when it comes to our finances, but we don't actually have the mindset we need to get there. So maybe you've set this big goal for 2024, but deep down you're thinking, I don't know that I can actually do this, or is it possible that I can do it? If that's you, or even if you're just wanting to get in a better headspace about hitting those financial goals, today's episode is just for you. It sounds a little cliche, right? You know, oh, mindset, you know, put your mind to it, but you can come up with all the best plans and structure in the world. If you don't believe that you can follow it, what's the point? Absolutely, absolutely. And I love the idea that, you know, Zach said it's cliche because it is, right? I used to always hear, it's about your mind. Think about how you're thinking about your goals. And I thought these people were just giving me some feel-good language that was so irrelevant, but it's not. 
Um, because when you're in the thick of reaching those goals, you know, when things get hard, when challenges pop up, it's really your mindset that keeps you focused on hitting those goals. I don't know about you, but there have been times where I've set a goal, say around saving, and I've said, oh, I'm going to save, you know, $5,000. And then all of a sudden I need new tires or my oil change appointment goes from being an oil change to needing 10 different repairs on my car. And now I've encountered a setback towards reaching that goal. And then I kind of shift into a negative space of, well, what am I saving for? If, if I'm so far behind, you know, I really tr thought I was getting ahead. Now I'm 10 steps back from where I was. And it was mindset that pushed me to a place to say, just because you have a momentary challenge, don't allow that to distract you from where you actually want to go. So it may seem cliche, but I promise you it for sure works. All right. So what is money mindset? If you're thinking, what is this concept? What does it mean? Why does it matter? In general, mindset, of course, is how you think about something. So what are your thoughts and beliefs? Money mindset is just what are your thoughts and beliefs about money? So for you, this is typically shaped by just our personal attitude. It can also be shaped by our upbringing, things we heard in our homes growing up, um, maybe lessons that we were even taught about money. So for example, if you grew up in a household maybe where your parents were big on not having any debt at all, you may have the mindset that all debt is bad. It doesn't matter for you whether it's a credit card a car payment, a student loan, because you were you grew up in a household where debt was bad, you now believe all debt is terrible. So for you, you work overtime to ensure that you never carry any type of debt when it comes to your car or when it comes to your credit cards. You could also be on the other side. Maybe you grew up in a house where debt was normal. So your parents always carried a loan on their car. They always carried a balance on their credit card. So for you, when it comes to managing your debt, you don't really see or feel a sense of urgency when it comes to paying down those bills, because for you, debt is completely normal. You might feel like I'll always have debt. Credit cards will always exist. I'll always have to use credit cards to navigate certain experiences. That is also a type of money mindset. Now, I want to say before we start, you've heard me talk a lot that I don't really like to say that one perspective is bad or good. I think when we shift into that, it's easy to listen and say, well, then if I feel that debt is bad, then that makes me a bad person. Or because I like, you know, or I don't mind having a credit card balance. Does that mean that I'll never be successful with my finances? Not here to tell you what's good or bad. The focus of today is really just to get to the root of how you can shift your money mindset towards hitting your goals, whatever those goals are. At the core of bad at math, good with money, we really want you to start thinking about your own journey because we know you'll hear a lot of financial advice. But the goal is how does it apply to you individually? And so in shifting your thoughts around money, in rewiring your brain around your money mindset, it'll push you into a space to actually set goals that fit you and where you want to go. You already know I've said, if you try to take somebody else's goals and copy and paste them into your life, chances are you won't be successful because they don't apply to you. They don't apply to where you want to go. And so within shifting your money mindset, you'll actually be able to figure out how you can take better steps towards accomplishing your personalized goals for your own financial wellness. It's almost like build where you're at, you know, wherever you're at on the 
ladder of how to manage your money. There's a starting point. Nothing's wrong or, or uh, you know, not right versus wrong. Just come as you are and start where you're at. Yeah, yeah. And wherever you're at is okay. I always tell people, today you are the youngest you'll ever be. And so if you start today, then you're already making great strides towards improving and being better. So whether you feel like you're ahead or whether you feel like you're behind, the goal is just to do something where you are. All right, so what has helped me reshape my own money mindset? I'll give you my own personal kind of practices that I try to reinforce, especially in those moments where I may feel challenged or I may just feel like, is this possible? Did I set a goal too big? Here are some things that I do specifically to kind of reshape my own money mindset when it comes to hitting my financial goals. The first one is that I really take time to reflect on my own beliefs and experiences around money. Now, this for me looks like thinking about how have I interacted with money in the past? This can involve me identifying maybe the not so great moments I've had with money. So this can look like times where I may have been stuck in a paycheck to paycheck cycle. It may be times where I overdrafted my bank account because I overestimated how much I had available to me. Um, or it also may sometimes look like us recognizing unhealthy patterns we have when it comes to money. Are you an impulse shopper? So are you someone that goes into the store consistently with the list? But when you get into the store, you kind of throw your list to the side and you're just kind of grabbing whatever pops up at you along the way. Understanding our beliefs and our experiences with money helps us reshape our money mindset because we start to unpack that why behind what we do. And those patterns help us see that we're kind of sometimes making some consistent actions that are pulling us in the opposite direction of where we want to go. If you have a goal of sticking to a budget, but every time you have a grocery list, you go into the store and you buy 10 things that aren't on your list because it just caught your eye at the checkout line, then recognizing that pattern could cause you to say, I need to set some stronger boundaries when it comes to grocery shopping because I know that I overspend. I'm not sticking to my list. I'm being distracted by all the fun things that are, that are catching my attention at the register. Or I'm going to the store hungry, guilty. And so every time I get to the store, I have to get things on my list, but then I'm grabbing 15 snacks so that I can open things in the car and eat them on my way home. We want to start with reflecting on our beliefs and experiences to really give us a clear picture of how we're currently approaching money. And we all know that awareness is the first step to change in anything you want to do, regardless of the goal you have. If you're not aware of what you're currently doing, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to reach that goal and to make progress towards where you're trying to be. The second thing that I want to encourage you to do is to set clear financial goals. Goal setting is really important when it comes to shifting our money mindset, but ultimately you want to set clear financial goals by defining what success looks like for you. I always believe that our journeys with money and finances are so personal. And while you may have similar goals to someone you know, or to a good friend or a colleague, your goals have to be personalized to you and what makes you feel successful. Now, for some people, that might be having $2 million in retirement. That is their picture of financial success. For you, it may be carrying a zero balance 
on all of your credit cards. For someone else, it may be owning a home and then having a second rental property. When you set these financial goals, you really want to get clear on what success looks like for you. Regardless of whatever that goal is, do not feel distracted by all the shiny things you see happening around you or even feel like you have to shift your goals based on what somebody else is doing. Because as, as I said, when we started, it's so easy to look at what somebody else is doing and to feel like you have to be like them or look like them or that your picture of success has to match theirs. And it does not. Our journeys are super individualized. And when we attach ourselves to somebody else's goals, we can't stick with them. If I'm just looking at you saying, oh, your goal looks cool, I'll do that too. But I don't have that why or it's not as important to me. I might find myself giving up halfway through because I don't actually know why I picked the goal in the first place. I just saw what you were doing and thought I had to jump on that goal for myself. Something I think it's, in, it's important to point out too is, um, you know, your partner, your spouse, your husband, your wife, I think it's important to be on the same page because you don't want to be, uh, you know, uh, kind of clashing if you're on the same team. So, uh, you know, whether, you know, if you ha guys have different saving styles, find that middle ground, find something that would work best for both of you guys, and then you can move forward um, with your goals that you have planned. For sure. And great example, if you have a partner, spouse, um, someone that maybe you're sharing finances with, get on the same page and ensure that your goals, especially if you have a common financial theme that you're trying to reach. So if you are trying to purchase a house with someone or maybe build a savings, you want to make sure that you're communicating consistently so that you are operating on the same page. I could do a whole separate conversation on just the importance of making sure there's alignment there, but that clarity, once you have it for yourself, then you're better able to communicate that to someone else for sure. Okay, the third thing I want to encourage you to do, and it can be really hard, especially if you're in a space where you just really don't know or you feel a lack of confidence when it comes to hitting your financial goals. So maybe you do want to own a home, but you're the first person in your family to ever go after buying a home. And so for you, it, you can kind of shift into that space of doubt or just is this possible for me because I may have not seen it happen in my own family. For you, when it comes to shaping your money mindset, I really want you to think about how you can practice gratitude and mindfulness. So start from a place of appreciation from, for where you are right now. And this is regardless of whether you feel like I have so much debt, I don't ever feel like I'll hit my goal, or man, if I knew that my student loan balance would hit this much, I would have never gone to school for that or I would have done differently. Understanding that we all have things in our past that we probably would have done differently if given another opportunity. But be grateful that you're even listening to this podcast or that you're even taking a step to think about hitting some new goals or to shift how you're approaching your finances. Be grateful that you want to change, that you want to improve, and that you know that there's better out there for yourself. I always say that starting from a place of gratitude and mindfulness allows us to be thankful for where we are and what we have. We're not all at the place where we want to be. A lot of us have goals. And so in striving to hit those goals, it's easy to feel like I'm so far behind or I just have so far to go. But really showing appreciation and gratitude for where we are right now can lead us to make more deliberate 
and thoughtful actions to hit the goals that we've set for ourselves. Um, and in general, being more thankful and being more gracious towards ourselves just gives us that boost of confidence sometimes that we need, especially in moments of challenge or when we may feel frustrated about where we are currently. All right, and then the last tip I'm gonna share with you, which probably shouldn't be the last, because for me sometimes it's the most important, is that you wanna surround yourself with positive influences. Who is in your circle? Who are you listening to? Who in your chosen group of people that you're around is encouraging you to hit the goals that you set for yourself? And I know sometimes we got family members that may not always be the most positive or because of where they are, they may even doubt some of the goals that we've set for ourselves. Part of the work you have to do in shaping your money mindset is going to be choosing to surround yourself with people that are going to help you and encourage you when it comes to reaching those goals. Might be saying no to that unplanned summer trip. Yeah. Or the, you know, the girls weekend in Nashville or the, you know, the bachelor trip that you weren't, <laughs> you know, it, it, you have to keep that big picture in mind when you want to accomplish something, um, you know, that you want to do. For sure. And even if it's not necessarily saying no to a trip, but maybe it's just having a, a colleague or a friend that can hold you accountable and kind of say, hey, I know that you mentioned you are saving for a down payment. How is that going? You know, I've had friends who've been able to hold me accountable sometimes when I say things and then I'm like, "Ugh, I did tell you I wanted to do that or I did tell you I had that goal. And now you're, you're reminding me of it so that as I'm making these decisions that might be pulling me in the opposite direction, I have someone here that's pulling me back towards what I originally said I was going to do. Those positive influences also can be people that can sometimes be resources or connect us to helping us reach that goal. So maybe you're looking for a mortgage broker because you finally have saved for that down payment and you don't have to look very far because you have a friend that just bought a house. Um, or maybe you're looking for a new bank and you have a friend that can recommend someone to you. Surrounding ourselves with positive influences is always going to be a key strategy for any goal we have. But for me, I found it to be extremely helpful when I'm trying to reach those financial goals because I know that I have a community of people around me where I don't necessarily have to explain myself all the time or say, well, here's what I'm saving for. Here's a reminder of what I'm trying to do. Not only do they know what I want to do, but they're encouraging me and they're supporting me to reach that next level, which is so crucial, especially when you set those big goals that scare you a little bit. It's great to have a group of people around you to support you and kind of push you forward to keep going. All right. As you know, every episode, we give you a wellness tip. And so this week's wellness tip is really going to focus on giving yourself time. I know, I know we all, we all hate having to be patient sometimes. I'm guilty of it. I want to hit my goal tomorrow. But in this journey, we have to give ourselves time. And so today, I want to remind you to give yourself time to reach your financial goals. Today, we talked about our mindset and shifting our mindset is not an easy or overnight process. It requires time, patience, and consistent effort. But always remember that those small steps compounded over time is what truly is going to help us reach our goal and maintain it long term. Okay, now's the time where we take a question from you. It's time for the Ask Tamara, Ask Dr. D segment 
of the podcast where I feature a question that you've asked me, whether in the comments or on one of my social media feeds, and I give you an answer to the questions that are keeping you up at night or making you scroll Instagram at two o'clock in the morning um, for, for the answers that you're looking for. All right, so this question comes from Twitter slash X, depending on whatever whatever word you're using. And it says, how do I know if I will regret a spending decision later? For example, will this concert or expensive dinner cost me more in the end than just what I'm excited to do at the moment? And I love this question um, because I am someone who has definitely been guilty of impulse spending or maybe not even impulse spending. Maybe I know something is coming up. A concert is coming up that I really want to get tickets for. And maybe I just want to buy the tickets. But then three months down the line, I think back and I go, oh, making that decision might not have been the best. And if I could go back, I maybe would have chosen differently or maybe waited to see if I could have gotten tickets at a cheaper rate. If I just had a different perspective, I would have decided differently. So rather than giving you a straightforward, here's how you can decide if this is a right or wrong, I'm going to give you some questions or some practices that I take myself through in the moment to decide if I should move forward with the decision or if maybe I should wait and reconsider it later. The first thing that I do is I revisit my goals. So what are my current goals? If my current goal, for example, is rebuilding my emergency fund back up to $3,000, is this concert going to significantly pull me away from that? Now, a great way for me to measure this is, am I currently maybe engaging in a part-time deal or did I sign a new client where I know that if I buy these concert tickets, I'll be good in two weeks or three weeks. And so I really won't take a hit. So it's okay for me to splurge in the moment and purchase these tickets. Or have I already bought other concert tickets and I'm already further behind than what I'd planned to do. And so buying these tickets is now going to push me a thousand dollars further away from where I'm supposed to be right now. Weighing that decision in the moment for me is really checking in with those goals and seeing if I say yes to this in the moment, Am I only one step away from where I'm supposed to be or am I 10 steps away? If I'm 10 steps, then I might have to say no and I might have to postpone this for later. The second, I want you to consider what is the opportunity cost here? What are you giving up to say yes to these concert tickets? So maybe you love brunch and you're saying, okay, well, if I say yes to these concert tickets, I got to say no to brunch for the next two to three weekends. Is it worth it for you? Now, depending on who you're seeing, if it's somebody that, you know, maybe only goes on tour once every 10 years or once every five years, you're thinking this is a once in a lifetime moment. For me, giving up brunch is absolutely worth me saying yes to these concert tickets. Then you've counted the opportunity cost and it's worth it. Now, if you've waited and you've decided this is not absolutely worth it, this person goes on a tour every single year. I've seen them seven times already. Now I just want to add number eight to the list. It may not be worth it, especially if you have some really exciting events coming up that you know may be more meaningful or more impactful for you. Maybe after weighing that opportunity cost, you decide I can wait on it this time around. That, that's something that I'll do as well when making that decision. And then the final thing I want you to do is to check your emotions. I have been guilty of emotional spending. Just in the moment, swiping, entering that card number, hitting ads, a cart, 
checkout and moving forward with the purchase and not being thoughtful in what I'm doing. We talked about money mindset this episode. And so we talked a lot about how are you thinking about money? How are your beliefs and experience shaping the goals that you're setting for yourself? And I want you to ask yourself in the moment, if I waited a while, would I still really want these tickets? Or am I just really excited or in, and energized at the ad that popped up on my social media feed? So now I've got to get the tickets. Maybe asking yourself, is this an emotional decision? Or am I truly making a decision from a place of this is something that I really want for myself? I know I'll enjoy it. I've wanted it for a while. It aligns with my goals. Let's move forward. We have to kind of do those check-ins with ourselves because we can be really guilty of just buying things on the fly without being aware of them and thinking of them. And then three months down the line, we regret that decision. I hope that answers your question. Um, and you, if you're listening and you're thinking, I got a question I want, I want to ask. Let me know. Leave it in the comments. I would absolutely love to feature your question. Send me a message on X slash Twitter or Instagram at Dr. Tamara W. Dias, and I'll try my best to answer your question or at least give you another perspective that you can consider as you're approaching your financial journey. And if you uh, if you really like the show and you get a lot of value out of it and you want some one on one time with Dr. D, you can click on um, the information that we have in the bio of the episode or the banner links that you might have seen pop up a couple times. And she'll be sure to, uh, you know, give you some one on one time to help you set your goals um, even further. For sure. I'd love to be your accountability partner um, as you're reaching some of your goals, especially if you heard me share about surrounding yourself with positive influences and you said, oh, I need that or I'm interested, then I'm your girl. I'd love to love to work with you. All right. Unfortunately, that brings us to a close. That's right. We are at the end of this episode, but thank you so much for tuning in. You already know your homework, like, share, subscribe, engage with us in the comments and feel free to join us back for another episode of Bad at Math, Good with Money podcast. <laughs> <laughs>